political issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 to death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produce, produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalist are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon Lad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Welcome. Feels good to be back uh, after a short period of leave. Uh, I mean, it's, it feels good. Uh, I'm happy to be back. I mean, this is, uh, this is what I know how to do best. And uh, my sincere thanks to my brother and my dear colleague, Gilbert Joseph, for uh, holding it down while I was away. I mean, uh, thank you, Gilbert. And I instructed him, and he was very, very respectful. I said, please don't call me on anything. Uh, it's your monkey is your job don't ask me for anything just allow me be and he did so i want to say thank you to you gilbert for not calling me not even sending me text message uh, uh just allow the program to uh go on uh with your able leadership good evening gilbert good to have you back man yeah. good to have you really and the, the excitement for me has to be the fact that your return has saved me lots of questions. I don't know. I've had to, I've had to really reply. <laughs> oh, people saying, where was I? Well, that's that. And um, good to see you. Good to see you stronger and more refreshed. Yeah. And I think that's the essence of, you know, having to take a short breather. Yeah. So welcome back, man. Thank you. Uh, true. Uh, I appreciate Um You know, the leave for me was really a time for me to... I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, do anything, you know, because my previous uh, leave that I always take is for me to uh, go and read, you know, go and uh, uh, do some research and really evaluate, you know, how can I make, you know, myself better and make the audience, you know, enjoy. Uh, but this time I said, you know what, I'm just going to sleep, <laughs> you know, and really that's what I was doing, you know. Uh, first day, I, I slept, slept, you know, I woke up around 7 p.m. I just saw that it was dark. I said, okay. Uh, the next day, I just went out, did something, came back home, and that was it, you know. Um, but the other thing that I spent time to do, you know, this leave is listen to the news uh, a lot and listen to music. Of course, you know that mm-hmm. uh, music That's is... That's your, yeah, your, your second it, nature. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. very much, you know, a, a part of me. And one of the human beings that I would say is doing very incredibly well for the future of human civilization is Elon Musk. 
did you watch his interview? Yes, with the yes, I did. I yeah. did. And I did. I, I couldn't hold back the laughter. You know, and if you listen to that or watch that interview very intently, you know, you discover that um, our job, what we do as journalists, is being threatened mm-hmm. by social media. Because he was asking the guy from the BBC, he asked him, uh, you know, the, because, I mean, we traditional media mm-hmm. will try to be as gatekeepers, mm-hmm. you know, as... Uh, filter aha. the things as they come. And then he mm-hmm. said, Elon Musk asked him, who makes you think you're an arbiter? Mm-hmm. And the guy kept quiet. And then he said that, hasn't the BBC reported any fake news, you know, in the history of the BBC mm-hmm. before? And the guy, you know, started to say, um, you know, it may be... Uh, but what, distant past. Yeah, when I when I thought about you know what Elon Musk you know said, especially with his accusation of uh, Twitter, uh, with the, that so much you know amount of money, I just know that there are we're going to have more troubles in the world, especially when it comes to belief and perception. What do people believe, and what informs your belief system? Be it your values. What are values when it comes to religious values, democratic values, family values? You know, you see uh, people right there today, they make their theology, whether Christian, Islamic theology or Christian theology, from YouTube shorts and TikTok videos. Uh, just because someone said something nice, you know, to get viewership or followership, you know, on social media, and then you just hold on to them hook, line, and sinker. Uh, you know, and another thing that uh, Elon Musk, you know, said during, you know, my break yeah, that yeah. I truly love and respect is how artificial intelligence, especially chat uh, GPT, he said is going to start. Truth, it's truth, five now. Yeah, yeah truth uh, GPT, I don't know, but mm. truth PT, whatever, yeah. uh, you know, truth is becoming very elusive in the world, you know. Um, and for me, these are truly the, and you know, politicians cannot legislate or talk about truth because it's something that is subjective. You know, it's something that uh, is based on your perception as a human being. So the, I mean, there are a lot of problems. I just, this leave, I rested, but I just got to understand that humanity is in a deeper problem. You know, right now, relationships don't last, you know, uh, uh, um, friendship is more of what you can get, you know, from the other person. Even marriage relationship. I, I saw people arguing over the Hakimi case. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Brian? Yeah, really. I think the two parties, if anything, um, had to live with suspicion all through their lives. I mean, when I say all through their lives, I said the time they got together up until this um, time that the whole thing broke and that the whole information filtered and everything. But Hakimi, at the first call, you could always, um, you know, say he's the villain and then go scot-free with that. But um, being an African, there's so much of history about that. And some of the things I intend to really say Mm. might just upset certain um, opinions of individuals. But I think it's, it's one of those highly controversial. Gilbert, me, honestly... From the depth of my heart, I don't have an opinion about it. Because the whole situation is circumstantial. I don't know what circumstances led to the mm-hmm. wife, you know, mm-hmm. saying that she wants to get a divorce. I don't know. I don't know why Hakime, you know, had to put all of his possession, you know, 
uh, with his mom, you know, because he's old enough, you know, to control his resources. So, you know, I, I, and I honestly don't have an opinion. I thought about it. I thought about it. I said, I don't have, and I just told myself, look, I don't care how people live their lives. And because people always have a reason for doing what they have done, whether it's a criminal you know, even if it's that deacon that was caught, you know, beating his mm-hmm. sister's wife or who, one of his relatives, he said he was a devil. At least that was a reason, you know, <laughs> enough. So people will always have reason for why they uh, do things. I don't want to uh, see, uh, you know, whether who's right. I'm not an arbiter. I, I, and for me, you know, it's, it's something that I've learned that allow people to live their lives and make their mistakes. You know, I was listening to Ray Dalio. He's one of my mentors when it comes to business and finances. He said that learn to love your mistakes because your mistakes, you know, are not you. But in learning to love your mistakes, it doesn't mean that you repeat them. You know, but mistakes doesn't define who a human being, you know, is. Well, lots of things. I know that we're going to um, unpack. Yeah. But here yeah, on the plateau, APC are saying they want to serve Mutfang, but uh, they are not seeing him. Uh, that they want to serve, you know, the PDP secretary. You know, I don't, I don't, again, you know, it's like, the APC is learning how to play the role of an opposition party, but they really don't know how to do it. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, Mutfang is a public figure. He goes to places and people, you know, tweet and put on Facebook to say, this is where he is. why can't, you know, the person from the court who is responsible to serve, go to that place and say, hey, Mr. Man, I'm from court. So, 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 here's, you know, I'm here to serve you with this. Why being fuzzy? You know, why? It's like throwing tantrums. First, they said 400 water tied, you know. Uh, this and I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. For me, I just want for them to, if at all, you know, they have a very serious case, go about it. As a journalist, I'm more concerned about how opposition can strengthen democracy. That is, you know, what I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about, you know, all this uh, pettiness, you know, that I see uh, reporting that uh, some. Uh, Mutfang is meeting some people to put pressure on, you know, all these things. It doesn't... And by the way, I think that journalists should talk about what is the transition group, you know, from Caleb, uh, uh, the side of the PDP and the APC. What are they discussing? What are some of the things that, uh, you know, they are discussing? I think the people of Plateau State need to hear that information instead of saying, we took it to the PDP secretariat, they've been locking, you know, their office. So you are telling me that even the admin secretary of the PDP is not in the office, you know, from, I, 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 I don't, you know, when I read some stories from Plateau State, I said, I, I would just say, please, APC, help us to strengthen our democracy in Plateau State. Already the police have said, Lawmakers cannot go to sit, uh, or have they? Have not, they, not yet, not yet. So you see, the police instead of enforcing the law to make sure that right thing is being done, they are saying no, we don't want criminals. So you lawmakers stay at home until, and I don't know if they are finding the criminals. I don't know whether uh, there's a search party, you know, because you said you have it on intelligence that hoodlums, you know, if you have intelligence, you know, intelligence should prompt. An action to say, guide. okay, mm. this is the action that we're going to take. But Gilbert, I always say, my mind is very small. Mm-hmm. 
I well, wish yeah. I wish to expand it if there was <laughs> a memory card for me to insert uh, like 250 gigabyte storage capacity just to get more space. I like I like how you put it. My mind is very small. Very well, small. Um, that's figurative, though. That's figurative. But you have spoken about you know Pakistan and the situation of things. But for me, particularly, there is something really worrisome. We're back to the dark recent old days, where we wake up to hear of the series of attacks, of you know, I'm that constantly greet communities, helpless communities. Some even um, people who know nothing about whatever agitation certain personalities have. And it's, it's just too bad. It's just too bad. And the truth of the matter is people should learn to live places better than eventually they met it. People love to, you know, crack jokes with those words of the former governor, Joshua Dari. But I think there is so much of truth and honor in that. And the current governor in particular, if anything, people around him need to help to guide him, you know, to end his tenure on a high. There are certain things you could do that could help to even erase some of the negative memories people have and some of the negative perceptions people have of your administration or of your time in office. And I think coming out categorically to stamp your feet on some of these things, I mean, electioneering is over and you could be back at home. You could just return home. At least national assignments will eventually wind down. And like you pointed out, transition is supposed to be in place. So ensure that you, you know, hand over successfully. You hand, make sure you provide some of the reports that would be given to your successor eventually. I think these are certain things that have really bothered my mind in the past few days. And it appears that everybody is even going asleep in human lives. One human life is as important as, as it is. Unfortunately, we haven't treated that with the sort of um, sincerity that it deserves especially in the last 10 years. Really funny. Well, uh, let's introduce, you know, our guests. Uh, we have an insert, but I can see that uh, we took much of time, so I truly apologize for that. We have uh, Honorable Musa Shams here with us. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. How's the going? Good evening. Thank you for having me, Ponsak and Gilbert. The going is good, at some point rough, and sometimes appalling. And sometimes you ask yourself, is this the Nigeria we want to bequeath to our children and their children? When you see people in Adama coming to say, and by this result, um, this is even incoherent. They will just announce someone that has lost election as the winner. And again, you will see a, a police commissioner, a director of DSS with his uh, nose mask, and you will see the director, what do you, a commandant of um, civil defense, flank, flanking someone that is about to make um, an, an announcement that is invalid. So you begin to ask yourself, what kind of country is this? Yeah. And when you come home, you hear the APC say the PDP will not be on the ballot. Then the PDP will appear on the ballot. Then they will say they will not issue the PDP certificate of return. They will issue the PDP certificate of return. Then they will say, we are looking for Caleb Mouton to give him our petition. We can't find him. 
as if he's um, a one uh, object that you cannot get. This is a very large governor, very huge governor with capacity. Someone that when he enters here, you know that a man has entered. And you begin to see them like comedians. They've started acting like the opposition already, even though they have always been the opposition, even while in government. So it's not new. For those of us that understand the APC, the APC is the party that made the PDP to first down the plateau to even return to power. If we had responsible governance, the PDP would have been a thing of the past on the plateau. But they had their choices, they had their chances, they threw it to the dogs, they, they ate their chances, they squandered their opportunities, and today look at what is happening. Instead of talking about now, you're talking about the next generation. You have to survive this generation before you get to the next one. Sometimes when you give your campaign slogans, you have to think deep. You have to think without the box. But that was a timid um, campaign slogan. And today they are seeing what is happening. Plato people have made their choices. Yeah, Stop giving these people false hopes. Going on radio to say, and going on social media to say, but next tomorrow, there wouldn't be the PDP on the plateau. The congresses that came, it was not um, done yeah, well. But, yeah, but Musa, what do you expect? Uh, for example, you know, the APC would like to, especially the governorship candidate, would like to keep the uh, army of people that he has had and won over, you know, over to himself. Uh, because I don't know what he's thinking, but 2027, he still has an opportunity, another shot uh, to be on the ballot. So, uh, I mean, wouldn't you, you know, agree with me that he wants to keep, you know, the army of the supporters he has right now, you know, against 2027? But the question I always ask myself is, uh, what is the sustainability plan? How is he going to, you know, sustain, you know, these people? Because uh, you know it better than I do that in government, you need, you no. Know, if you keep people, you need to oil the structure. And you know, keeping them sometimes, you need to give them false hope. You need to tell them we'll be in power. Some of them have given themselves offices already. So they are keeping the hope alive, thinking that they're going to be commissioner of education, commissioner of works, SA this, SA that. So they are keeping life and hope alive. And I think it's a good thing to have that kind of hope. It keeps you living. It keeps you moving. But the reality it gives of you a reason to be, pers- yes, sir. to be an optimist. Yes, the, the, the reality is that Plato people have made their choices. If you see the celebration, it's as if this is the first time that Plato is having a governor. In almost every local government, almost every community, you could see the beehive of activities. Plato was agog with celebration. You needed to see people sing gida gida, people singing a lot of songs. You know, in elections, you win some, you lose some. In the last eight years that we have been in the opposition, we didn't die. We stayed with Plateau people. They realized that, yes, there were mistakes that were made. And when you talk about 2027, it's dependent on what will happen with the mandate from 2023 to 2027. If the mandate delivers, there wouldn't be anybody coming out to say he wants to no, contest. But people have rights. And the mandate will be people, delivered. People no, people have rights. You know, no, they, they have. What I'm trying to say Even is... Even in the PDP, there are people who... You know, it's natural. It's say, natural. It's their know, democratic right. right. Of course, yeah. It is their democratic yeah. right. What I'm saying is, when you use the mandate very well, except maybe because people want to be on the ballot for them to contest against you, they will, plenty of people will naturally ask you to go ahead. For example, Lalong didn't do marvelously well, and by the grace of God, he'll be ending his eight years by next month. 29th May. By 29th May. And I ask myself, if you go to Abuja, you still see Buhari's government that is exiting, constructing roads, or finishing, putting, putting finishing touches to them. On the plateau, yes, the roundabout, maybe, but every other thing has stopped. I was hoping that he's going to give just his people a parting gift because for three consecutive campaign seasons, they voted for the APCF for governorship. For example, in 2015, the Zandi major been completed. You're talking about Zandi, let's go to Fobor first. Okay. You're talking about Zandi, let's go to Angwari, which is the capital first. You understand? When people invest their mandate, their vote on you, you're supposed to reciprocate. 
Lalong hasn't done that for our people. And it's, it's Poland. It's not just Zandi. If you go to Basa here, Basa is just a stone throw. Zandi is a bit far, if you want to say, if you want to be frank with yourself. But at least the bridges that he's going to leave, they're going to be left as abandoned, not uncompleted. Because it has to get to a level for you to even say it is uncompleted. And this one, after putting pillars and stuff, you're giving people hope and you're not there again. And these are the persons that supported your government, but you ended up giving appointments. Appointments, wonderful, because you cannot run the government alone. But there are basic amenities that when you bring them, people that are not even from Zandi will benefit from it. But once you give people appointments, usually in Nigeria, most times, it's for them, their allies, their so, families. Well, I, I mean, Musa Shams, your local government justice have had, you know, a juicy appointment under the Lalong administration. You are saying that it's not enough, you know, for uh, the people of uh, justice, for example. When you say juicy, for example, speakership, right? SGS. SGS is not from just east, it's from just north, it's from Guafan. Okay, okay. Yes, yeah. it's an affiliated man, but you it's from just north. Your body's ancestral home is in just No, no, it's, in, it's from just north. Okay, okay. Yes, it's from so, Guafan. Okay, so. Yes, Lamingo is in just north. Okay. Yes, that as in point of correction. Okay. So, uh, um, head of service? Yeah. Head of service is first a civil servant. He didn't know that long when he entered the civil service. VC. He, hold on, he rose to the rank of a permanent secretary, and as at the time he was made head of service, he was the senior civil servant as far as the permanent secretaries on the plateau are concerned. Vice Chancellor has done well for himself. He went to the university, all of this, became you know, a professor, you know, became I... a professor, was dean in the University of Jaws, and he was appointed by Lalong Kudos. We appreciate. We appreciate as a people because the man has even done well for us as a people. This is not about um, antagonizing the APC all the time. Nope. The, the professor Izam has done well. He's one of our sons that we're proud of. Okay, fathers, I can't call him one of our sons. Maybe those that are older than me can do that. Then, who else? Speaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaker was first voted by just East people to become House of Assembly member. But and as the, first and time, the House of Assembly time, members voted for him because, time, hold on, you know, speakership was for Plateau North. The other local governments, apart from Pengana and um, just North, North North, had PDP. Um, uh, members, so they wouldn't be uh, speaker in the House of Assembly that is dominated no, by the, the APC. Let uh, uh, phone Ezekiel. Uh, yeah. Then, Bowden. lo and behold, as um, destiny will have it, he was he didn't see the day that they were, they were going to be sworn in. And of course, you had only Ibrahim Baba Hassan, who is popularly known as Babs, and Right Honorable Abok Inuhu Ayuba. And one of them had to be speaker. And by the grace of God, Abok became speaker. It is first because he was member of the assembly, or he is member of the assembly. As you may want to put it, yeah. Well, um, which one again? Let's go. No, no. Uh, let's 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 leave that uh, issue. That <laughs> okay. was uh, by the way. Let's talk about you know what what happened in uh, Adamaw State that an academic, you know, uh, so a resident electoral commissioner will uh, commit that blunder. You know, uh, as far as we know in Nigeria, is the only person. Okay, let me rephrase. Is only the um, national officer. chairman of INEC that can declare result. Uh, and he, he, I mean, he's the only person that can declare a presidential uh, candidate to be winner. But all of the rec, you know, they don't have that uh, powers. But what could have informed, you know, this resident electoral commissioner to, you know, take such an action? Usurping the powers of uh, a returning officer that INEC has duly, for example, appointed. I think is in, there's a new phrase for it, Hoodooism. The, the, the act of usurping another man's power. You know, that Udhudu, in the first place, is a lawyer by training. 
Oh, really? Yes. He's a barrister by training. That's a shame to that profession. He has brought shame to himself. The profession. No, shame to himself. Not, not to himself. Sorry, not to him. Sorry. Not to, not Let to me withdraw. To himself. Yeah. That profession is, is the noblest, if not the best, as far as this life is concerned. Like one of my lecturers in ABU will say, don't go far. Law is the noblest, if not the best. Then, lo and behold, journalism is the best. I said, if not the best. <laughs> the best. Then, lo and behold, Ponsak, you have a man that, is, that can be called a, a lawyer and solicitor and advocate of the Supreme Court of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, behaving in such a nasty manner. You will know that it was motivated by bribery. And the shocking part... But you're part, jumping into conclusion. No, I said motivated by. Yeah, but I, it is assumed so because I saw one man saying they gave him two billion. It was all it's an everywhere. allegation. It's all an yes, allegation. Yes, it's still an allegation. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but what he did, what he did is appalling. It is undemocratic. And I think he deserves to be punished. Because uh, on a good day, Ponsak... Anak has written if, to IGPN, of course. It's a good one. It's a good one. On and a good day, well. On a good day, Ponsak, if you are in this election business... That's, for, forgive me that I'm using that word. Yeah. You will see electoral officers, that's the EO in the local government, trying to strike a deal with a contestant or an aspirant or a candidate. Then you will see Raktek, people trying to call them to say, these are the people that can maneuver the system for you. You will see young boys and women coming to say, we can circumvent this process for you. We have an application that will use this and that so that we'll add the votes for you or we'll stop them from rigging you out. Elections are the processes that bring leaders into power. They are supposed to be the most transparent processes. They are supposed to be done by people who understand leadership, people who want the best for this country. But once you have a nominee, for example, who do represent a state, so it tells you that he is one of those persons that the state feels he has the competence, the impeccable character to represent the state, and he's not supposed to be partisan. But this man stood up and wanted to force Aisha to be nanny on Adamawa, and you begin to ask yourself, why, why so? Then you know that naturally he has affiliation with her party, or maybe in, in the religion they have, he's from her sect. Or maybe he's a tribal person, and maybe they've sworn that this political party will never be governor. You allow the people to decide. Elections are popularity contest. You may be the most brilliant man, but the people will make their choice. You may be the most eloquent, but the people are not com comfortable with your, your, your kind of leadership, and they will say no. You may be the most qualified in your own thinking, and the people will have to decide in their own way. So you shouldn't, as the umpire, begin to dictate what happens. And I, 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 For example, as an umpire, you need to know your constitutional right. For example, in football today, there is video assistant referee. So when there's an infringement, when the referee blows foul, and people are raising um, observations or eyebrows, you, you refer to the VAR. That man didn't come to even give you the votes as gotten by political parties, as caught by political parties. He just stood up and said APC got the highest number of votes. And thank God, INEC intervened quickly. INEC had to send um, first to Sokoye, two national chairmen and other personalities to Adamawa State. Adam State. If you have supplementary elections, they're supposed to be the most transparent because you do not have the, the, the push, you do not have the pressure of going to other states to say you do not you lack manpower. So if you have these elections that are even in pockets, it's not every local government in Adamawa, it's some polling units, some wards, and by, by 3, 4 o'clock, it would have been done. And I ask myself, why is it that results don't even trickle in in good time in an election that, is, uh, that, that has um, some level of electro electronic um, gadgets, in an election that is IT compliant, in an election that is um, 
um, that is supposed to just, okay, when you go to the IRF, you'll see the result. The mandate, the, the, what do you call it? The announcement officially is by INEC. But Plato people will see their results. Like when I go, when I went to Zandi to vote for, um, Barista Caleb moved to him. I knew the vote he got from Zandi polling unit before coming to Joss. So you cannot come and give me a different vote. There was no overvoting. There was no fight in my community. But sometimes you will see what is written in form E8A different from form E8B. And it's form E8A that gives birth to every form because that is the one that emanates from the polling unit. From the polling unit, you go to the ward. At that level, they would like to manipulate or stuff. Like in Joss North, for example, some people took, um, what do you call it, card reader. And after a day or two, they were nowhere to be found. And they came and they wanted... You no, know, election has a, a, a time frame. It has a lifespan. You cannot have one election for plenty of days. I wonder why Nigerian election will say for Kebi State, you have to wait until after some weeks again before you go for supplementary. You will wait for House of Reps election. You will not announce. You will wait for Kanke, Pangshin Kanke, Kanam, Bokos and Mangu, just five local governments that are not very far from one another. You will wait until another time before you come and announce. These processes are supposed to be as transparent as possible. If APC wins, declare APC. If PDP wins, declare PDP. If Labour Party or any other political party wins, declare them. Let's look at um, the issues and put the supplementary election and the general election side by side. We saw the swift intervention of INEC in Adamawa State. And there were certain states during the general elections that required, you know, those or that sort of intervention. Eventually, there weren't um, any in any way. And the thing is, the Electoral Act provides that, you know, wherever you sense infractions, you could put this on hold and then decide to, or even if announcements have been made, you could review within seven days. You know, it provides for that. And all through the third six states and the FCT for presidential election, there was no such review, despite this provision in the Electoral Act. And there were states where you knew, obviously, there was a need, you know, for INEX swift intervention. You saw what happened at the coalition center. And then even the INEC national chairman himself, Fields to intervene. Then why is Adamawa's case now different? It's because the one game given the responsibility of announcement is the returning officer, not direct. If not, it would have been colossally bad for Adamawa. What they do is they announce and they ask you to go to court. So because INEC, we, INEC what, is not a court of the of first instance. Had had the returning officer made that announcement, you have to go to court. Good. You would have gone to court. So that is the grace we, we got in Adamawa. The issue is they do. All, they do things with, with, um, within their powers for them to be announced because you cannot reverse the announcement if it is done by the right person. So what they do is they tell you to go to court. So they don't care about the outcome. They want to use public funds to execute the case. They want to use public office to execute the case. So that is why two days before the election in Adamawa, there were rumors in, within Adamawa that Binani was going to be announced and if the heaven will let loose, let it loose. And lo and behold, it was because they had Hudu Ari that they said, okay, we are converging by 11 o'clock. He now came by 9 o'clock. And he was escorted by officers of the law. The number one people that are supposed to protect the law. They escorted him to the venue. And even when that man wanted to get the paper from his pocket, you could see the police commissioner shielding him. He was even showing the, his lieutenants to go and protect that man. You understand. And you ask yourself, what kind of country do we want to be quit to our children? And that is why they don't care. They will say, announce, I will go to court. They have 180 days to be enjoying largesse, to be enjoying protection, to be, to be um, what do you call that thing they enjoy? Im, um, what do you call it? Im, 
Impress? No. There's this thing that you cannot take them to court and do all those things. Immunity. 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 They enjoy immunity for 180 days. If Nigeria wants to fix this law right, I think once you do that and you enjoy that 180 days, once you are declared as the loser, you should pay for the services that the government rendered to you, the siren you enjoyed, the government house you enjoyed, you pay it like as a lodge for 180 days and you go to prison. Some of these things will not happen. Are you confident Hudu Ari would get justice? It's shameful that um, even though every man deserves a counsel, very soon you will see senior advocates of Nigeria going to defend this man. If that is um, what we practice, it's shameful. That's why when certain persons were put on the presidential um, legal team, they had to write a refutal to say, nope, I don't want to be a part of this team. Once you have people with impeccable character, people whose name is very, very important to them and to their families, that man shouldn't have any representation. But even those that kill people but our law deserve, for yeah, deserve, yeah. Yes, deserve some level of um, representation in the court of law. But it's, it's appalling that um, if I hear of Ari, if not for Joe Ari that has a good name, I'll be scared to have any deal with anyone that is Hudu or Ari. All right. Um, I think going forward, I, I, really, I, I really can't get my head around this, Honorable Musa Shams. It appears that it has it has several parts. Okay, in this instance, you know, it's it's in your own right to do the right thing. And then in certain instances, you have people, returning officers, choosing not to just do the right things. And is there any disciplinary mechanism in this commission in such a way that it says, "Look, we've got to have a uniform in terms of executing our jobs." You find impeccable characters who handled elections in certain places. And then in other places, you just have things going haywire. And if, if, if you remember Mike Igini, yeah. the resident electoral commissioner of Cross River before he Former, was transferred yeah. to Akwaibom, he took a professor to court and the professor was jailed. There are men that have a good name. That good name is better than riches for them at any point. At any point. I know that the electoral business, like I said again in quotes, is very lucrative. Once you become a wreck... You begin, to see, you begin to receive gifts from left, right, and center. The EFCC, the ICPC, and um, Bureau for, um, what do you call it? Code, Code of, of Conduct Bureau. They need to rise up to the occasion. You need to see the kind of people that will come and meet you and tell you that this election is a done deal. All you need to do is to get us three iPhones, get us this number of money, talk to the RAC tech, talk to the even returning officers. They do like a national association of returning officers. And you begin to give them certain juicy um, um, offers. And except the man wants to be and bequeath a legacy that is beautiful to his children, a legacy of um, transparency, a legacy of accountability. If you want to do an audit trail to know how people earn their money, it's, a, it's not a difficult thing. I work in a radio station. My earning is around this amount, and I'm owning this and that. If you ask questions, you get answers. But Nigerians sometimes they do not ask questions. For example, if Hudu Ari resigns or retires as resident electoral commissioner and he wants to come and contest an election with you, he will deal with you. He knows how to rig. He has corrupt money. He has, um, um, he has, uh, he has, um, he has tasted the poisoned chalice. You understand? He knows the way out. He can even make another wreck to announce him even at, against the electoral will, against the electoral act. A resident electoral commissioner should know the laws of the land. He should know the Electoral Act better than anybody. He should know that it is not his responsibility constitutionally to announce winner. You can see even while they were protesting, he stood up because the money, sorry to say, 
was pinching him. I cannot afford to lose such an amount. And he was still announcing, even when it was not conducive to do so. And while he was announcing, go back to the video, you will see that the police commissioner was packing his phones already in an attempt to leave the, 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 the place because the deal has been done. The dirty job has been done. And you ask yourself, if those that are supposed to protect the citizens are engaged in this kind of um, activity, who, who else can you trust? I remember on Let's Talk, I said, the Adama people dealt with the wrong man. They would have looked for Uduari and slapped the hell out of him. And they said, no, 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 no. I said, no, no. You know, if, for example, you have a case, the highest authority... No, no, we, don't, we don't want violence. violence no, yeah. no, no, violence is not good. Yeah. Violence is yeah. not good. But don't trigger the people. Don't give them triggers. Do you understand? Do not propel them at all costs. How would you feel when your man is winning an election, in an election that they invested time, resources, thinking, dedication, and everything? Then lo and behold, one who do Ari will just come and circumvent and announce the losers, the but winner. what are the lessons we could learn from the conduct of the governor himself, Amadou Umar Fintiri? Because he appeared to have handled the situation in the most unlikeliest manner. He was calm. He addressed his supporters, people of the states, and we also had panda. Any lessons from there? I, I, I learned that um, in circumstances like that, you shouldn't use, you shouldn't use an, a hammer to break an egg. It's going to be an overkill. Once the people are with you, Vox Populi, Vox Dei, it has spoken. The voice of the people is the voice of God. You need to be calm. You need to be on top of the situation. You are the chief security officer, even though it's by nomenclature. You shouldn't be the one to make the people fight themselves. At the end of the day, if an Adamawa man is killed, the governor is not going to be happy, except if he's not the governor in the, governor's sense, in the real governorship sense of it. And I like his, um, his um, disposition, even though with the knowledge, he said that all the electoral officers in Adamawa are APC members watch on TV. Yeah, yeah. He said so himself. I'm he not saying that, it. Yeah. So we shouldn't be having people that are partisan. For example, how would you make a Musa Ashams at Siam like this without renouncing my membership of a political party to go and conduct an election for you against the PDP? Wallahi, the person will lose. Alright, well, uh, in case just tuning in, we've been having a chat with Honorable Musa Ashams and we're looking at uh, some uh, stories, uh, especially that uh, affect uh, Adamawa, Plato, and, and whatnot. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, 081 or you call 090 Before you call, please turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from, Gilbert. Or go on Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter at JFM just to drop your comment. Yeah, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. But Musa, do you think that INEC should have prosecutory uh, powers? You know, especially in cases like this, uh, because uh, the law doesn't permit them to prosecute. You know, uh, electoral offenders or even you know errant staff, for example, um, just like the case of Hudu. I think it's very very important that we have a special court. A special court, like we have the National Industrial Court, we have the EFCC and other agencies that look at these things. Because electoral fraud is bigger than every other thing. Mm -hmm. Because it is the process that brings about leadership. It is the process that will bring councillors, chairmen, House yeah. of Assembly, House of Rep, Senator, and Governor, President. So you cannot af afford to play with such a process. You cannot afford to bring um, comedians like Hudu to come and Scottle everything that the people have done for themselves. You know, allow the people's will to prevail. 
once this kind of thing happens, I think the, the, um, the um, administration of criminal justice should be swift in dealing with this issue so that it will serve as a deterrent to every person that has this um, kind of mindset. Because it shows that he didn't care about what other people felt. He didn't care about their will. He didn't care about their wish. It was himself, his, his, um, his, um, his um, whims and caprices that um, overtook his mind. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Let's take the first call. Hello. Good evening. Hello, Pastor. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation. I've been asking a few. We call you President Elect. You are welcome, Pastor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Be <laughs> back. Continue what you are doing. God bless you. Thank What's you. Yes, sir. We love you. We appreciate your action. Honorable. Uh, Bonsack, this issue, this Adama were unnecessary declaration and the certain speech. Does it mean that a whole entry doesn't know who the onus is to announce election? Doesn't a whole national, national, national institution like NTA? Know that it is the onus of the returning a return officer or collision officer to allow results and not the rate. Doesn't you know that? But what I'm asking is because if you see, this selective justice on this country is what is killing this country. The Montana region was born this in fact media. For somebody making analogy of what Constitution said, they find him. Even when Shemu Akimbolo was correcting, was saying, well, he said, yes, they'll find him. So why what the government doing to find to lump at least ten million or this into for going too far? I don't like women becoming a political rascality. It's unfortunate. He has destroyed the name of women politically. Well, finally, for that, let me come with God. You know, around somebody was looking for going around with a letter of motion or notice to give to the governor elect. It's not every election that we get. I was asking my wife, how is this when we go? Because all the 24 or 17 local government chairmen for APC. All the schools are for APC. All the executives are for APC. And the other federal appointments are for APC. And of course, at the mission, other issues, people came, you know, some machinery came from other states to help APC. So what is the ground? Or going to this, how can he, how can Motua manipulate this thing? Where will he be to manipulate this thing? When every social, you know, Nigeria says, hey, structure, structure. Every side, the whole structure. And this man had mission one. And it was an evasion everywhere. When the good person, you see the relation, like what Musa has said. So why are we making nomenclature of litigation in this country? Because it's not our money. I think we should allow the man who has come on board to go for that. Good evening, I have a nice day, Ponsa. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for calling. Thank you. Hello? Hello? Good evening, Ponsa. Thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Tell us your name, please. My name is A.S. Francis, calling from Kiduwada. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Good evening to the girl to the house. Yeah. You know, the problem of this uh, Nigeria, most of all these problems for this election, it's from INEC. INEC has the blame in all those things that is happening. I'm not even talking about this Adamawa, you know. Do you know the plan that INEC used to make people 
disenchanted for their not to vote in this election. When just a month or two weeks of the election, they started changing polling units. Many Nigerians are people not vote in this election. If I'm a suggest, and if it will happen that I make to take this suggestion before 2027, are we not using ATM? You can use ATM, go to any bank and withdraw your money. Whether you have the ATM in Lagos, I have my own from Coast River, and I come to that I'm using it to withdraw the money. What is the total time next to make this decision? That wherever you are, you can use your privacy to vote. So that all this kind of problem, when people gather together, I will vote for this, I will vote for this. Like what's happening in River State and uh, Lagos, leave my state. If I stay in my house to cast my vote for my house, to the school, uh, what you call center, in the rural center there, who will know? So I blame INEC. If INEC has the suggestion to bring River, I opportunity that before 2027, let them use PVC as uh, ATM. Because all these kind of problems you do not solve, hence you gather together. And I think it's nothing for that professor. You say it's professor of law. Because of money, you risk your life at that age. When I'm looking for the supplementary election yesterday, watch it live for this thing. I think they were so called the and I don't know how to this. We won only four states out of uh, four local governments, out of the 20 local governments that are talking about. What type of nonsense? So to me, I blame INEC. INEC has the problem of all this thing. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello? Hello? Okay, maybe Gilbert will uh, take us through Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook, Yuzang says, Good evening, Sunset. It will help, absolutely. But my problem with Nigerian government, you only see something on newspaper and television. But no action. Love you guys. Dimas Bala is saying, INEC and the IG should be commended for taking the action against their members who wanted to put Adamawa in a stage of, state of Dalima. Felkuka Factors go on and says, Good evening, Ponsak and Gilbert. Nigeria is a lawless, um, it's unacceptable. You can't say it's a lawless society because we have laws. You could question impl- implementation. Albert Akaya-Dagza is saying, INEC needs to see to it that the wreck is prosecuted accordingly to serve as deterrence. Going forward, Yusuf Atan is saying, The decision and action of the INEC against one of their own is the best. In fact, there should be deliberate and fast means of punishing electoral offenders. If possible, there should be special courts for electoral offenders. Peter Agnes is saying, Good evening, Mr. Posak and Gilbert. To me, I think INEC should please try and do the right thing so that at least Nigerians will be happy because Nigerians have lost confidence in them. Comrade Dawus Longa is saying, Good step in the right direction. Justice is done. Um, that INEC took urgent action on the wreck. That will serve as a lesson to those who think they can turn Nigeria into a banana republic. Eleberry, CJ, is saying, Good evening, Ponsak and Gilbert. Yes, INEC should be given the power to prosecute electoral offenders. Love you guys. Cyprian Mafial says, Prosecute electoral offenders if the will of the implementation is there in the sense that the state is not primed to carry out proper investigation and thereafter prosecute electoral offenders. Moses Daniel says, INEC should have powers to prosecute offenders who break the electoral laws. But in Nigeria... Prosecutors as okay. Uh, all right, all right, thank you. But here is Simon Davis says, Good evening, Ponsak, the great Gilbert, and the guests in the house. What happened in Adamawa State is a complete recapitulation and the hallmark of all the woes called elections that was conducted by INEC in 2023. Sunday Moses AV says, I voted for PDP in the dying minutes. When my own party, Labour Party, decided to step down for PDP, I followed suit. 
on my own. I request as a son of Plato, I want Caleb Mutfang to appoint an Igbo man as a commissioner or chairman in just north. Hapsin Manasseh says, good evening. I think it's not the only wreck. We have so many wrecks that did the same thing, but God went unpunished by conniving with the returning officer to a candidate of their choice, Alexander Edwin Namani says, all the heads of security agencies in Adamawa that give the wreck security cover should be treated as accomplices to cause public disturbance. Jeff Maywada says, good evening, Sunset. Welcome back, Ponsak. Good evening, Gilbert and Honorable Ashams. Happily, Adamawa PDP scaled through the manipulation of APC. God bless BCM to take plateau to greater height. Nya David is saying, good evening, Mr. Ponsak and Gilbert and the guest in person of Musa Ashams. I want to start by welcoming Mr. Ponsak from his leave. I next should prosecute offenders to teach others lesson. If in case others have any similar intention, um, all right, the wreck really deserved to be punished. Bad eggs should be erased in the system. Good. Well, let's uh, take phone calls. Uh, then Honorable Musa will uh, respond. Hello. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. I did great coverage. I don't want to Solomon. Calling from Anguangba. We're listening. Thanks for calling. God bless you, Consul. God bless you, Mr. Gilbert, and the boys you know. Musa, Honorable Musa Chom. Good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. God bless you for your analysis. I always like you once you are on air. You see, uh, it's a, a, a big slap to Nigerian democracy. A very, very big slap. It's an international embarrassment for someone to stand and declare, make a declaration without a result. What does it mean to us? Don't you think it's a scope? And even the Nigerian police, the security, the hope of common man is on death. They were defending him. Could you imagine the country we are living? Are we in the lowest lowest? That man is supposed to be arrested and jailed to violate, for violating the, 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 the electoral process. In an advanced country, that's how it's supposed to be. But he's having defenders. There are security men. Who are supposed to, supposed to arrest offenders, uh, uh, but they are attacked after the peace of the citizens of the country? This kid is suffering so much. I think we should open our eyes now. For the elderly people are a problem of the country. And look at that man as a grandfather. But imagine what he's doing to just come and announce somebody without a result. May God forgive him. Amen. May God help our democracy. Thank you very much. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, my, my name is DK. I'm calling from Sharingada. Well, listening. Thanks for calling. Uh, I, just, I, just want to, I just want to congratulate you people. These people are doing a, a, nice, a nice job. Really wish you keep it up. Thank you. I just want to greet all of you, all the staff of JSN. You people are really doing a great job. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate your uh, thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. That's huge. Thank you very much. Hello, good evening. Uh, hello, good evening, sir. Thank you for calling. Uh, this is Mahmoud calling you from Panchin. Well, listening. Thanks for calling, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, for me, I do think uh, from among the factors that are contributing to all these kind of uh, uh, senselessness is the fact that the rule of law is not really reigning in this state. Uh, you find that uh, the one in power, the law is not really working against them. 
It is more of working on the common people. So this is the problem. And now a person of such uh, power, a person of such uh, uh, big position will do such a thing, but uh, we see that you will get away with it. Hello? Okay, uh, we lost connection there. Well, Musa Shams, you've heard from what uh, the people are saying. What will be your final response, you know, uh, as we come to the end of the show? I think when people goof, they should be punished so that it will serve as a deterrent to others. If it were going to be made part of the law, that man would have frog jumped from Adamawa to Akwaibong so that it will serve as a deterrent before even facing the court. It's not, it's, not, it's not fair for people to queue up under the sun, for people to even go for supplementary election after the first one, then one man will just sit down somewhere and begin to, to, to reel out results that didn't get close to the people's mandate. It's quite unfortunate. And if we want Nigeria to be a great country, we should vote for great people. If we want Nigeria to be a great country, we should give great people the opportunity to lead us in different spheres, especially in our elections, except if they want judges to become our umpires. Because almost every election, you find people going to the courts. And people that now want to become senior advocates, they want to become lawyers because election matters bring more money than other criminal matters. It's quite unfortunate, it's quite unfair that we have made the law courts to be the determiner of what happens to us. I hope we'll not have the emo case where number four will become number one in some states. Let the will of the people prevail and let Nigeria be great. Thank you very much, Honorable Musa Shams, for coming. Really interesting uh, conversation with you, as always. Uh, Gilbert, your final word. The Times of the UK published a story upon Sark um, saying the Chinese government was sponsoring terrorism in part of Nigeria in order to you know, be able to take some natural resources. And the Chinese government has come out strongly to deny that. Um, you hear these sort of things coming up. And at some point, it was one of the reasons why people said Boko Haram flourished. Um, I really don't get it. But if anything... There should be investigations carried out. Well, uh, I don't know what to say to you, but but uh, Gilbert, I, I pray that your prayer uh, comes to pass. Amen. I pray Amen. that it, it, it comes to uh, pass. Well, uh, this is the much we'll take on the show, dear listener. Thank you very much for uh, being part of the show. Thank you, Honorable Musa Shams, once again. Uh, well, do have a very good evening. My name is Ponsak Fanap. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock by now. <laughs>